And there it is once again, right? Another week uh, goes by. We're at the end of a, a month. We're almost at the end of another month in a new year, 2021. Welcome to Weekly Games Chat, the best podcast in the entire world about video games. My name is Sean. Uh, I still have an itchy throat thing going on. So if I pause the talk or if you hear a little, you know, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) There it is. It's fine. (laughs) There it is. Um, And you just heard him. The man, the myth himself. Uh, Usually there's three of us and I would I would go to a de facto John, but John's not here. So we'll go to Chris. Chris. What's up? Say what's up to the people. If you want, you can refer to me as the better half. I'll allow it. We can technically, because I always had a problem talking about John, you know, um, because I I didn't know how to deduce, you know, is it a third? Is it, you know, what, how how did I want to state it? But yeah, just two of us, better half, right? Right. That's what we do. Why (laughs) is there, oh, okay. I thought somebody was at my door. I've got that ring device and I've got a ring app, so. Ah, you know, gotcha. And it goes, it goes off crazy. So what's been going on, man? Not much. You know, I'm just same. <laughs> it, it's same. Just, it was just like, it was a week last week. You know, it wasn't like there was some big thing or whatever, you know? I just, yeah, it's just another, uh, was it last week was the short week we had at work because of the holiday. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and, and actually, uh, Something happens when there's short weeks at work and you go into that mindset. The week always seems longer for some reason. It did not do that for me last week. <laughs> it actually felt like a short week, so that was good. Uh, we apparently, Chris and I found out this morning, we were talking to a friend of the show, Josh. Uh, we apparently survived a storm that hit uh, Monday night into Tuesday morning uh, in our area of the world. And it actually, there were some people or at least a person the last time I read that had passed away yeah. near Birmingham. So, uh, you know, we got, I, I, I say we get lucky. And what I mean by that is I, I used to know friends that you ever know anybody like this, Chris, where, um, so bad weather's coming and the weather people, you know, the weather man or the weather lady, they'll do their best that they can to tell you, this is when we think it's going to be here. This is what you need to do. Nothing ends up happening. And then you always got those people that, act like the weather people don't know what they're talking about. And I'm on the other end. I'm like, Hey, at least they, at least we're safe. At least nothing happened. I'm glad they were wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? No. Cause I've had it, you know, uh, we had like a, a week of storms. I think it was last year, the year before, right. Where it wasn't tornadoes, but for whatever reason, because of the temperature and the fact that, you know, where I am, like I'm on, if you're in our city, I'm on top of a, of a hill, right? Like you have to, yeah. downtown is, is literally lower. It's more to the river. And then there's a greater elevation. I mean, like just to drive up one of my streets right by my house, you're going to go, it, it would be a pain to drive up on it on a bike. Let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> But I had like a a couple of days there where because of just the weather and the way these storms were coming through, like 
noon every single day, there would be a 20 minute blitz where, I mean, the weathermen were coming on and saying like, you need to be inside. And I would look out my window and you would think there's a tornado going through just because it's 30 to 40 mile per hour winds and just torrential downpour. Uh, yeah. And it was, it was because of the, the, like you said, the fronts, it'd be so hot. Yeah. And then if it's a little colder front, but not, not cold in the sense of like snow cold, but Mm -hmm. they'd get up there, they'd collide and it'd be like instant death. Yeah. We kept in our, in our, (laughs) we were losing power almost every single day. There were times we were doing the show at your apartment Mm -hmm. and we'd be like, we'd we'd actually make it into the show most times, but it would just go crazy outside while we're recording. And then by the time we ate, yeah, you know, we, you know, the, the, the old school listeners know we'd hit down the Chipotle. Um, it'd be like nothing happened. It it would be so hot after the rain that most of it would dry up. Yeah. You would, you would it's never crazy. know that it just dropped like, you know, four pounds of water <laughs> per inch. <It's> crazy. <laughs> but yeah, you know, oh ever, ever since I've gone through that, you know, that was just a reminder to me like, Hey, you know, just cause it's, it's a little bit nicer on your street does not mean that it's not hell two streets over, you know? You just never right. know. Sometimes you're lucky. You, you never, yeah, you never, <laughs> you never know. God. And I, you know, I opened the show and I, last week I was coughing and that night is when my, uh, whatever I got going on, it's, it's not the Rona. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's sinuses that are draining crazy. And then you get into your chest. So you have some congestion mm-hmm. and I'm at that stage where if I try to laugh, I cough and, uh, all the, all the, what is it? Phlegm. That's the word I'm going to use. Yeah. Phlegm comes up and you're like, no, oh, that, that's just great. That, that's just great. So if you happen to hear me, uh, fade away from the mic and, and you hear a, a, a cough way back there, I feel like every year around the end of January or February, that's when I get the thing that I get. Mm. Um, and I remember last year we had heard reports about the Rona, uh, coming over, you know, and in February, it wasn't here yet. Uh, so I remember still being a little nervous. I'm like, man, if I get sick again this year, I'm going to be freaking out because of the Rona. And I got to be honest, I'm thinking about it now. Not, knock on wood, I don't think I've been sick. You know, in maybe yeah. two, almost three. I want to say the last time I got sick was the period where... Um, you'll remember when we were working together, right? And yeah. then they split us up, right? Yeah. And I had that period where for about three months, I had to be in the office every single day. So that's kind of like the number one place that you would probably have an exposure if you're someone like myself, right? Um, yeah. Outside of just a random occurrence. Uh, but, you know, working from home, it, it, the nice plus of it right now is that, you know, even taking out the flu and COVID and all that kind of stuff, just the, the bugs that go around and get transferred all the time. I don't really have much risk of that at the moment. Watch, I'll probably get sick next week, but no, no, you, I was going to say that's a solid, solid point. And it, if you, if you're doing what you're supposed to do when it comes to the, the pandemic and you, and you're wearing your mask, washing your hands, not touching your face yeah. until you wash your hands. And, and at minimum uh, making use of delivery services or online pickup services at places like target and Walmart and other places around the world. Yeah. 
you are limiting your exposure. Um, what happened to me is the my my girl in in my area of the world, um, she's going back to school, and kids are nasty, evil beings. They don't they they can't bless them. They can't help it. But you know they 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 pick their nose and they I, cough on each other. And I'd be willing to bet that like if you looked at the percentages, probably like family homes, right? Of at least yeah. three or more. Probably, yeah. So it has to be over the majority of infections in those homes start with a child. It just yeah. has to be, and, and and that's what exactly. So me and her are spending the day together last Sunday or Monday. We were out uh, doing something, not out out, but we did a thing like we had to go to the store pick up something, come home, mm-hmm. and at some point she coughs near me. Oh no! And and I went as exactly what happened. I went oh no, because she had a slight runny nose, a little sinus headache. And I went, if it's contagious, fast forward. I just got got fast forward. Four <laughs> hours later, your daughter is now yeah. son in orphanage. She's reenacting <laughs> all of her twists. You're just a cruel, uh, cruel person. It's terrible. And yeah, so about the next day ish, uh, we were recording and yeah, I told you guys. And by, by the time we got recording last week, it was just like a, I, I don't know how to explain it. It was like a waterfall. It was the craziest thing ever. Yeah. I could tell like that morning I was like, Sean sounds like he's getting sick, you know? Yeah. And, the, and the one good thing I could tell was that, you know, you had a lot of congestion and all that. And I, I believe that is not a very common thing for, for the yeah. Rona. You know, usually it's, yeah. it's more of like the flu. Like you have a fever. You weren't looking like you were about to pass out because None you of were that. running like a yeah. hundred degree fever or something. It was just, I, I, Classic. That's all I've had is that 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 congestion. I haven't had loss of taste or smell. Yeah, I've had no fever, no body aches. Thank God. So whatever she had, it was just one of these things. And apparently, I for completely forgot. You can still just get like a sinus infection. <laughs> that it that does, does mean happen. You got the Rona. That uh, does so, happen. Yeah. Um. So that uh, there was a couple of days I didn't really do anything. Um. But I did get a chance, of course, to to get some Netflix watching in, and and this is fresh on my mind. So mm. uh, if you want to if you want to pivot to things, maybe you watch this week. I, I watched last night, and over the course of two days, really, mm-hmm. it's a Netflix documentary, and I'm a big, a uh, big fan of anything space that's, you know, travel or you know, like when the Hold SpaceX on. launched you recently. Mean, you mean space? Yes, yes. Thank you. Needed that. Uh, I watched a year in space with uh, Mark Kelly. Oh, cool! He did a documentary, yeah. You know the the twin mm-hmm. brother of Scott Kelly. Yeah, very. Uh, listen, for people who who like space or or you or or maybe you don't want to spend hours watching a show. Guess what? These episodes there's twelve episodes and they're twelve to thirteen minutes long a piece. Perfect. So it's like watching now, uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. That's why I love yes. that show. <laughs> yes, it's like here's so fifteen minutes take, and I'm yeah. done. Exactly. And they do it good. They still show you the, the pre-launch, the post-launch, and, and actually footage in the space station uh, that you've never really got to see before. Now, was this like when they were showing the launch and stuff? Was it, I'm guessing it wasn't from the new rockets. It's probably no, no. Like one of the ones that ra- launched in like Russia or whatever, right? Yeah, Kazakhstan. Yeah. Because uh, when, our, when our space program kind of ended... If you wanted to go to space during the time frame between that moment and when SpaceX launched, it was Kazakhstan. Yeah. And and the Russians would, you know, go up to the space station. And if you were an American, 
you know, want, you needed to go up, you went. That's where you launched from. Um, and dude spent a year in space. Like, that's no joke. And and part of why he did it mm-hmm. was uh, it's Mars, it's part, right? It, yeah, it's part of collecting data mm-hmm. to figure out eventually when the astronauts go to Mars. That's yeah. exactly right. Because I would imagine the biggest issue that they're worried about, because it's like what it's a tire. What is it a three or six month journey to go to Mars? It's something like yeah, that, you know, it's, so, it's a minute. Yeah. So you think about that and just like how much your muscles are affected, like just from going to the moon, you know, for the two weeks that they would do that and uh, your bone density and things like that. It, it could have a serious effect for someone to be away from a gravitational pull just first going on to Mars, which of course not as much gravity as our planet, but even more so then going back into a vacuum of space for three to six more months or whatever, you know, that could be some serious uh, effects that, you know, before you make that journey, you might have to figure out. I just like the fact that that journey is kind of, it's, it's on the table. It's the next thing we do. And, um, you know, as humans, we always, there's always, we love to explore. Humans. So there's always the next thing to explore. And at first it was just getting to space. Yeah. And then it was getting to the moon and then it was space station. And now it's, you know, Mars, like all these things we keep setting up and then we check them off, set them up, check them off. Yeah. And, uh, it's also crazy that, you know, if you're from the States, uh, in this documentary, you get to see Kazakhstan, which was part of the Soviet Union. And if you believe in that Cold War stuff, which Look, is, is is it a theory? Do you believe well, in the Cold War? There, I'm, I'm, I say I it that way because yeah. there probably are some people who think it was all a conspiracy or it was, it, you know, whatever it was. It's I get what your point. Like, it is interesting yeah. to think like here's a Soviet satellite that now is, you know, for for a number of years from what like 2003 2004 whenever the last uh, space station shuttle took launch from there to you know now uh yeah. till last year i believe was when they finally launched right um yeah that there were no us rockets where that had been a thing for going back to the 1950s yeah it was a thing where and i i, I wanted to fact check this i was also catching up on um uh what's the survivor show with Kiefer Sutherland? Um Designated Survivor. <laughs> Thought you were, so, like, Survivor? The show Survivor? Yeah, just straight up Survivor. Um <laughs> uh, Netflix renewed the their third and final season. And and during the either the, the Netflix show or something, they talk about how the budget that used to be for NASA mm-hmm. was it was like a fourth of our budget. And now it's like a 74th or some, some, some crazy how it went from, we cared about it so much. I think, you know, being in space and the space race to like, it's a minuscule. It was, it was never really that huge in comparison to most things. Like, um, who is it? Neil deGrasse Tyson once famously said like the, he put up the, the budget for NASA and he said, if you took the budget of NASA and you said the whole entire spending for the United States was one us dollar, he said like, you wouldn't even get into the top layer of the corner of the bill till you would have found the entire spending for the history of the NASA space program. So, you know, right. That shows you just how well, uh, scientists and engineers can stretch a dollar, um, and make it work. It, it, 
It really is, dude. Uh, I just, I found it fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you though, if, if you're out there looking for it, if you like documentaries and you like space, that's my pick of the week. Chris, do you got anything? Um, really the only thing I'm watching right now, uh, have been for the last two weeks here has been uh wandavision uh which yeah you and josh every friday we get in a discord and you guys bring it up adam's been bringing it up too he's been watching it's uh it's it's interesting right um (laughs) it's been interesting um it's been a slow burn which i don't mind right because i get that you know there's a gimmick behind this right like that you're going through these generations of tv right um, and I think one of the reasons they released the first two episodes is those are probably the most slanted towards, um, just being straight up recreations with maybe only a minute, right. Of hinting something larger, but it was fun this right. week because you could see now that we're getting, you know, I think there's going to be a total of eight or nine episodes. So we're at the halfway mark this Friday that they're starting to peel back and give you a little bit more and a little bit more. And there's a lot of possibilities and a lot of things that they're hinting and setting up that would be, uh, pretty big for the MCU, um, depending where it's going, but it is like just really a good history lesson of classic sitcoms, like how they evolved over time. Right. And yeah, just to say like everyone who loves that leave it to beaver style, I'd be like, that just would not cut it on TV today. Cause you'd be like, man, this is so predictable. <laughs> and, uh, that's really, w- but where does it fit without spoiling? Yeah. Is it, is it before end game? Is it after end game? Is it, they haven't said, but I would imagine, or at least I don't know. Like in that sense, like I haven't read where it is. I'm thinking it's after end game. I think this is, I mean, this is just me theorizing here, right? Um, and not knowing anything for certain here. I think this is probably related to Wanda dealing with what happened to Vision in those right. movies, right? I, you know, and I think it's I think it's fair to say, yeah, our listeners know what happened. Yeah, I, I would imagine seeing those were two of the highest. So. You know, one of them is the highest grossing movie of all time, and I think the other one's right up there at like number three. So there's there's a good chance they've probably seen them. <laughs> but I think yeah, so you, you know, definitely know what happened. It, it's more interesting to see because if you know who she is in the comics, right? Um, her name being Scarlet Witch, more so. You know, here they just more so just call her Wanda, right? <laughs> Um, and the show so far or the movies, but like actually knowing her true origins and what they are as far as in the comics and now what MCU is allowed to do that they weren't able to do before. And the things that were kind of teased up in the last couple of movies before Endgame, Um, there's a lot of exciting possibilities of where they could be turning with this. You know, I don't want to say, for certain they'll come true, but just the idea that they're in there and the fact that maybe they're potentially tapping into a side of that character that the MCU fans, if they're not comic book fans and didn't read, you know, house of M and things like that, um, to see where that could be going. Right. Like, and to see those possibilities. Well, I mean, I don't think this is in news and to kind of, to step on gaming news, news. stuff that fits oh, with our crowd. 
I didn't know a Borderlands movie was being made. Where did that come from? Yeah, I want to say we might have talked about it at some point. Did we? Like way <laughs> back. But yeah, I saw that news with, uh, what was it, Kevin Hart, right? Yeah, Kevin Hart's going to join it. Yeah. Um, They already have, what was it? Uh, Kate Blanchett's already on there, you know. Kate she's from Lord Blanchett. of the Rings, of course. Yeah. Kate Blanchett's on. And I'm like, yeah, I think she's playing, uh, what's her face? The, the big one. Um, dang it. The redhead. Cannot remember her name right now. Let's see. Borderlands. Well, let's, let's Google it real quick. Um, I also too am drawing a blank. It is like uh, going above my head. And of course, how Lilith Lilith. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And Kevin Hart's going to be rolling. I mean, that's cool. And, and I mean, Chris and I were talking today about what was um the show that we're excited about, and I said I'm I'm not excited. About, oh, that's going to be a news. Never mind. No. There's a show, and I was like, you know, uh, I'm more I'm still excited about like The Witcher coming back on Netflix. So yeah. to me, it's cool that there's like this this world that is evolving and that's out there where these video games they're getting hype for movies and shows, and and uh, and some of the shows at least are super good. It's, so it's like Hollywood finally ran out of uh old seventies TV stuff to remake <laughs> into movies. So now and shows, so now they're hitting up the video game atmosphere. Though to be fair, Witcher is a book first, so Yeah, it was we, a book first. And if you're wondering, hey, are the boys gonna have any news on that? That uh whole situation. Not the Witcher, but you know, the company. Yeah. Maybe you have to stick around for news and and we should be about to end to wrap up our intro segment which if you've stood along stood along stayed a while stay well um, and listen to this uh chris where are we at now on time you oh think we're good we're, oh yeah we're good okay so when chris says that we have we have met and or exceeded the uh 15 minutes or so we like to shoot for we're probably way past that we never so get happen now <laughs> we <laughs> what'll happen now is we are going to go into a topic and uh, thank you for listening. Unless Chris has anything else, we're good to go. Let's do it. As promised, we have arrived at our topic time. And as we always do, Chris is going to hit on a, a, a sound effect. He's going to tell you what that topic is going to be. And boys and girls, we are going to get on it. Let's go, Chris. The topic is PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. We didn't really say what we were calling this. We were just like, let's just talk about the next gen consoles because we haven't talked about those. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's really more next gen consoles. Is yeah, what. yeah, yeah. You got a little wordy. You got excited. It's fine. Uh, yeah. So, what is there to talk about, right? Well, uh, I know we're gonna touch on things like availability. Uh, we're yeah. gonna talk about the systems themselves. We're gonna talk about, you know, should you get one? Yeah. Uh, what if you are gonna get one? What's right for you? Um, you know, I'm, those are kind of things we'll we'll hint on, but. We're in a world where, in a world, we're in a world where these things are like, uh, 
you 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 think we're getting close to where the availability of the things are going to be better than they have been, but uh, not everybody. It's funny. But what I was going to say is not everybody has one, and then I, I quickly said it's funny. When I click on my PlayStation Five, and Chris, I don't know if you have this uh, mm-hmm. on your Xbox, but you go, you can look at your friends now, and, and it shows you what device the people have that they're playing. That is one There's thing like, they don't do. They do not want you to feel uh, superior just because you're on a Xbox Series oh. X versus you know. Well, <laughs> but yeah, I have noticed that because for I, you know, obviously I didn't have a PS5 out the gate, and I was playing Miles Morales at the time, and I would turn on i could see that sean was on his ps5 and things like that you know which is cool yeah it it, it's weird because i used to i used to pop in um uh i guess it's how do i word this i used to play put in a new game or start a new game and it would be i guess the way that we process eliminated who had what is the game would only be available on like a ps4 so you'd see all your friends have this new game where you'd see your gaming community everybody's playing this game so yeah now it's they they've got everything almost releasing on all the consoles um i want to say that uh like for series x and s this what the title coming out this week the medium is going to be the first one that i'm aware of that is not on xbox one at all yeah it's it's crazy weird and and I'm trying to um uh, you know we'll we'll start there cuz what I want I've got so much to say on the 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 topic it's just I'm trying to get them together get them organized but yeah Chris makes a good point we we haven't had a almost singular console exclusive for just the Series X um, and is that also true with the PS5 as something comes out um ps5 yes because godfall is only ps5 and demon souls is only ps5 that's true so they've had the two mm-hmm. kind of exclusives but and i think oh i want you to i want to say bug snacks is only on ps5 yeah but well bug snacks was yeah it was on the playstation store so like well technically astro's playroom was too true but yeah it, it just it doesn't feel out of the gate so far, it just doesn't feel like there had been that overwhelming exclusive. Even though we just listed four or five for the PlayStation 5, there hasn't been that thing that made you have to decide, I need the Xbox or I need the PlayStation, like for me that it felt like previous years did. Now, that's just a feeling. Yeah, We could have some data that that suggests, no, you're wrong, Sean, but Chris, I mean, do you feel that way about them? I mean, unless you were... I would say just a huge, huge um, Demon Souls fan, right? Because Godfall, I don't think, is going to be the game that a ton of people. Listen, are they are not to. listening Godfall as an exclusive. They're listening. Well, Astro's it's. Playroom, I mean, it, it's not exclusive because it's also on PC. But you know, I, okay. I meant like from console release at launch, that was the exclusive, right? I don't think it's coming right. to Series X till some point next year but um yeah like that's that's the thing is that i don't think unless you were a huge demon souls guy that there was one title that was really going to make you say i have to have the ps5 and yeah they're literally because of the fact especially because halo infinite got delayed on uh series x there definitely wasn't anything like you know most of the games i was playing this fall 
uh, I was playing uh, on my Xbox One before the Series X yeah. uh, arrived. Yeah. You know, including Valhalla. Valhalla. Um, Va- and and that's the that's the thing, right? <coughs> even 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 you almost need some exclusives on those launches to to sell the systems. They didn't need any help this time. I was about to say, did they give you, <laughs> give you a spoiler there? Uh, but there's just I go to the store like and if I make a quick pick like if I'm at Walmart to get some some groceries or some some paper you know mm-hmm. <laughs> some paper uh I'll swing by electronics and I'll go there's just not a lot of stuff that one is available or two that I'm so excited to play for and that's just weird for me I, I don't think, know why to be fair it is also I think partially affected by covid Oh, no doubt. I think everything we talk about is going to be affected by that. Yeah. Like, for instance, like from the impression I got, Ratchet and Clank would probably, if if we were in a non-COVID world, I don't know if it would have hit release date of the console, but I think it would be out by now. I think it would have been a December game. Um, And, you you know, even Microsoft themselves, like Medium was supposed to come out in December. Uh, They had that... um, crossfire x uh solo campaign that remedy was working on and that got delayed right so and of course halo infinite so there were a number of things that were affected by this and and, you know the honest truth is too when you have these console launches you kind of if you're going to be an early adopter you come in with the understanding that you know you get a number of games on day one maybe one or two of them are really going to be something that is a unique next gen experience. Right. And then there's usually a desert until around March or April of the next year. When you start to see things that were, you know, not ready for launch, but were near completion, finally get ready to gear up on these new consoles. Like the launch of, I remember, going back to the 360 like yeah day one i had call of duty 2 and i had uh the new madden game right things like that but it wasn't until that spring when uh elder scrolls uh came out that uh oblivion that like you finally right. felt like oh here's a true next gen title and then right. later that year was Gears of War. So that was really the kickoff for everyone. Like, oh, okay, yeah, here we are. You know. But 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 even though it was, you know, scarce and even mm. though like, you know, traditionally, yeah, uh, systems come out and these exclusives um are basically only a couple, you know, you still didn't have the the knowledge that COVID was one a thing and and two the knowledge that COVID is definitely impacting things that normally would come out on schedule sorry schedule schedule but are for certain not coming out on schedule they may not come out till the pre the next year yeah I've I've already gone on record I don't think this fall is going to be that uh, I would I would say you know hold on to your butts because uh if there's some title that you're really looking forward to that is not say a call of duty, a Madden NBA 2k, those kinds of things, because I just think a lot of things could easily get punted into to next year just because of logistics. And especially after what happened with cyberpunk, you're going to have a lot of people that will be 
more cautious. Like, yeah, I think more than likely Halo Infinite will come out uh, this year, but yeah. it would yeah. not surprise me if they are still having issues because of COVID come June that they go, you know what, we're, we're not going to hit this date. Let's just go ahead and punt it into first quarter of next year. It, and it, you know. it, it, it's crazy because it's going to happen. I yeah. remember, I think it was you a couple episodes back when you pointed that out. The, my heart and, and my, my passion for gaming wanted to say, man, they're going to get through it. We'll be fine. But the reality side of my brain and my heart went, you know, he's right. And it's, it's going to impact us. It's going to impact this show to some degree. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we, we normally only deal with a couple periods during the year where, you know, all right, guys, what are we going, what are we going to do for a, a possible topic? You know, mm-hmm. uh, with the, with the new lineup, we're not really forcing ourselves to, to complete every game and, and really talk about things as they become, you know, you know, just there. And it makes sense to talk about them. Mm-hmm. But even now we're, we're almost like, uh, we have some slim pickings it, and, and yeah, it, there's games out that we could all go by and play, but that would take the fun out of it for us too. If that makes sense. I think it, this really does stand to be a year where if you're a smaller developer and you do have something ready, man, is this your sweet spot, right? Yeah. Because yeah. especially like when we get into the summer months this year, I imagine that <clears throat> there'll be a number of things that, you know, we'll probably get much more attention because of the fact that we are kind of light logged in, in this period that they just normally would have been like, at best, you know, yeah, you get the highlight on one of the major sites, right? Saying, hey, yeah, this is an 8.5 or whatever. But like right now, because of the fact that we're <laughs> we're, we're in the barren desert, uh, you know, like we have a one of the news that we'll talk about that's coming out in May that isn't, you know, a little indie game, but definitely is not. I wouldn't have considered it a triple A game, right? It's probably a classic, what I would call a double A game. But right now I'm kind of looking at that game going, Man, that's in a sweet spot where if it's good, if it's just decent, I'll probably go buy it and sink plenty of hours into yeah. it just because yeah, like why not? We just want something new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just want something new that takes advantage of uh the system. And and think about if you're a person who doesn't have a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X or S yet. Yeah. You're in a whole different boat. You just want things to come out for your system and you know, I was looking at the key exclusives that that a lot of people were excited about these consoles that were going to come out probably within the first year, if not sooner for PlayStation, you had Spider-Man miles Morales, you know, we got horizon two forbidden West and, and a game like a Gran Turismo is, is a classic PlayStation exclusive, right? Yeah. To give you three on Xbox, we had halo infinite. We already know that that may not even come out this year. Uh, people were excited about Sanua's sacrifice or I'm sorry. Sanua's saga Hellblade mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Uh and then and then to give you a racing game, Forza Motorsport Eight. That no, that was the weirdest part. I don't think there's ever been at least since three sixty, I don't think there's been an Xbox console that did not launch with the Forza game. Right. So that just It's crazy. Me. That lets me know like what's I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to harp on the negative. Sure. And, and you know, we, we needed to definitely highlight that as we talk about, you know, the next gen consoles. It's the availability of of new games that really harness the power of those systems. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of not there yet. No. And, and we we bring it up because uh, it may, it, it might be, 
I'm I'm going twenty twenty two. I think I think your fall twenty twenty two from there on out is when this thing is gonna pop. And like we're you know, like and, and it wasn't too far off. Like, yeah, sure, in the first year we got Titanfall, right? And that was definitely something unique last gen. And then of course we got to the fall and Dragon Age came out, and for those who are fans of that that was really nice and kind of started to say, Oh wow. Yeah. You couldn't do this before, uh, with all this voice acting. Right. And right. then though you got to the next fall, I think people are hoping that's coming this fall. And I would just tell you, nah, nah, dog, it's probably going to be the following fall. And then from there on out, like I would imagine fall 22 to fall 2023 is going to be, when we see some of the best things of this generation hit and really are feeling the amazement of everything, you know, cause unreal five will be out. Uh, you know, these developers will have had the time regardless of the COVID issues to, to really refine everything. They'll be experienced with the consoles. You'll be yeah. no longer relying on the old consoles, all that stuff. Yeah. And, and like Chris, that's a good thing. Yeah. It's going to require some patience and Hey, uh, think about this. It gives you, <laughs> it gives you more time to actually get a console. Yeah. Um, uh, just don't rush. <laughs> I would tell people, I'm like, I look, I bought them and I'm definitely, you could call me hypocritical. Cause I said, I wasn't even going to buy any of these two. And, and I will still go back and tell you if I had been able to get a 3080, I would not yeah. have these two consoles. That's right a whole now. other beast. Isn't yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm still trying to get a 3080. Um, but I can tell you right now, while I've been playing Demon Souls on my PS5, for the most part, my PS5 is just sitting here right now. And now that I'm done with Immortals, um, if it weren't for the fact Medium wasn't coming out next week, I don't think I'd be picking up my Xbox other than to play some 2K. Yeah. And think about that. Those are games that, you know, we already we already kind of get. And they don't make, like, 2K, they don't, they don't make these huge improvements, huge. Well, 2K. improvements year to year uh or or from a visual standpoint it's still gonna it's still gonna look very close to it did before ah, nah, no no 2k is the so? exception 2k is the one sports game like those dudes to their credit and they did this last gen too they always yeah. put out a new next gen version when it the consoles come out and that is I would be willing to say like, cause I, you know, I played the uh, version of 2k this year. It came out in the fall back in September and um, it's nine day, the level of presentation that is in those two games. Like I was playing the playoffs last night playoffs and to look out in the crowd and everyone's holding up a cell phone. You know, it just, I was like, wow, this, yeah, this feels realistic. Right. And they all look high res and everything is if you're looking for a showcase game, um, that lives up to the hype, definitely go check out 2k. If you're a sports fan, I would say right now on the games that I've played on PlayStation five that were, I bought or or played for just a PlayStation five, they weren't backwards compatible. Mm -hmm. Um, and those are immortals call of duty and Oh, the Astro bot playroom game yeah. um i mean none of them are standing out so far on oh my god this is next gen the biggest thing that's standing out to me is how fast the system is which yeah. may end up being you know one of the things that i remember about this this generation how you know how the, there is a big improvement on system performance 
and and the loading of games. There's like this, there's an ease of going through, you know, I, I want to go back to the home screen for a minute, see my friends, maybe load Netflix. Okay, I'm done with Netflix. Let me go back to my game. And the instantaneous launch of where I was. Yeah. Uh, that's to me, that's the most quote unquote next gen thing that I'm feeling right now. I don't know how that compares on Xbox, but I know that you did bring it up. Oh yeah. And, I mean, yeah. I, I I can tell you because Valhalla, when I was playing that, uh-huh. uh, I played the first night of it on my Xbox one, just to kind of, you know, get the basics. Uh, and you know, of course, yeah, there was a jump of frame rate and obviously that's an obvious thing. Right. But just clicking on the game on Xbox and it taking about two or three minutes to get into it, right. To just load the game and then actually enter the game world. Um, versus with my Xbox hitting a button five seconds later, I'm at the menu screen. 10 seconds after that, I'm in the game. You know, it, that's easily the biggest improvement. And of course, um, as far as speed and everything. And I know, I know PS five doesn't have this and I'm sure they have to be working on it now because of what Microsoft's done with it. Um, the quick resume, right. Being able to go back and forth between something like Valhalla and say, um, you know, if I was also playing immortals and just being able to press a button and within 10 seconds, I've literally loaded exactly where I was 10 seconds prior or, you know, where I was, say, the night before I was playing it. You're just it feels like magic. You know, that's the it one really thing I've come across speed wise that even a PC cannot compete with that right now. Um, just, it really can't. Yeah. You're right. That's a good point. I can't go from Rocket League to Fortnite or Rocket League to you know some steam game because they're on completely different applications right so that the fact that it's centralized on on the console that's the perk that they have that others just do not um yeah. so it's it, it's a very nice boon um with a caveat of when it works because i would say about one in five times the game would have to boot up from the start and i'd be like oh okay that's a patch <laughs> um and we all like a good patch. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'm, I I get it. It's early. It's not perfect. But even then, like when it doesn't work, it's not like some deal breaker where then I pick up my controller and throw it at the wall, scream at the heavens. It's just like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, the speed is definitely the big one. Um, the other one I would say besides that, and it's probably the biggest plus for the PlayStation one, um, is probably the controller especially when it comes to Spider-Man and um, uh, of course, as you know, Astrobot just being able to see, Oh, if someone actually invests in all this uh, dual sense stuff, uh, you know, like PlayStation in the past has had these gimmicky things in their controllers going back to the PS3 with the gyroscope and everything. And like, they would do something with it and then no one would touch it. This actually with, uh, what was it? The adaptive triggers. Um, yeah, I can definitely see that. That is the one, like if quick resume is the one big feature with Xbox right now, where I feel like they've got the leg up on PlayStation on the flip side, you know, holding my elite controller, nothing changed going from series X from one X, uh, but going from PS4 playing Spider-Man to, PS5, I can tell the difference just because of the tension in the web when I'm shooting it versus 
uh, other things I'm doing with those triggers. Oh, dude, when I play Call of Duty mm-hmm. on the PS5, it that <clears throat> game, it, the the trigger turns into almost the squeeze of a real gun. You know, mm-hmm. like you, if you really shot it, immediately Call of Duty gamers are like, "Nah, bro, I need." I need like a scuff controller. I need to barely be able to touch it. Yeah. But I'm saying if you want the immersion, like say you play the the story, you know, the the first player story campaign, imagine that. It 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 when you squeeze the trigger, it feels like that. And yeah, I mean, when you compare the two Xbox controllers, I haven't I haven't had a chance to hold, you know, the the Series X controller, but it, it looks a lot like yeah. the previous iterations of controllers. And people say they played it safe. Yeah. Maybe my take on that is guess what? If it's good, don't don't mess with it. Don't break it, right? I, I see pluses and minuses to yeah. to both ideas because, you know, as you as I said, like while I really like that controller, right? Um, compared to especially the dual uh dual shock four, I don't like the new home style uh and and navigation with the PS five as, as much. Cause I've, I wasn't necessarily overwhelmingly in love with the PS fours style either, but I was used to it. It felt, yeah. you know, like I knew where everything was and I've had to spend a good bit of time. <laughs> I'm like digging through sometimes like, cause some of these things, like just to find where my downloads were, was kind of like a little bit of a, uh, a chore like, and Versus, you know, with Xbox, on the other hand, I know exactly where it is because it's no different than the presentation I got on my series uh, or not series, but uh, the one X. So, you know, like those things were easy. So, yeah, in some ways you can see the positives where, like I said, because they took risks, especially with the, the dual sense. That's where they had the leg up on Microsoft, like where I'm I'm just thinking if there's a solo experience where it's not competitive right if you're just going for full immersion that controller can offer you something that the other one can't but on the other hand for someone who is used to the xbox community on day one being able to just pick up the controller and know that feels like the controller you're used to and you know where to go when you need something um there's that's a great sense of comfort for a lot of people i think so, yeah, I mean, know. they made they played it safe. There is some improvements you can definitely notice. I mean, there's there's new buttons on it. There's there's almost yeah. like the yeah, it's, a share button. The, it's almost like a share button. It is a share it's button, a, and it feels yeah. like a generation too late. I don't yeah. really think there's a need for it at this. Well, point. what speaking of feeling, I got to tell you. Uh, so I was the way I played my PS5. I had I was playing the PS4, went to lunch, picked up the PS5, and a day or two later, still was playing the PS4. <laughs> When I finally put on my PS5 and played it, it was immediately after a session on PS4. So I got the feel of I just played a game with this controller and I put this gigantic monster in my hand. It is a big controller. Yeah, it's a lot closer to the Xbox size, I would say. Yeah, it's 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 got some girth to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and and that's because of they've kind of incorporated their all their technology into it, you mm-hmm. know. Um, one thing I'm always going to like to over the two controllers, I don't, I don't, I don't like having to put batteries or a battery pack in. I like, I like it already being there. It, it's not a big deal for me. One, because I have the elite, which of course is chargeable. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. But then on the other hand, the good thing that Xbox does is if you've ever bought a battery pack for your Xbox controllers, they carry over generation to generation. So, you know, I already had one. So I just put that in. Yeah, my but other. but they're gonna run out. Like 
at sure. some point I that mean, battery pack over you know the Xbox One's well, life is going to get worse. The the one thing I would say to that, I don't have a problem with replacing it if need be because the difference in my biggest criticism and it's held from going back to last generation. I there's really no excuse at this point for Sony. They need to make a controller if you're going to have this internal charger uh that can hold a charge for more than 8 hours. Like I just that's what infuriates me. It's why I don't play RPGs unless it's exclusive to Sony consoles, right? Because even if you're like talking about Nintendo, right, with the Pro Controller, their Pro Controller, the fact that like whether you're talking about AA batteries or the battery pack for the Xbox controller, the fact that you get 30 to 50 hours per charge versus eight, you know, it, it's just not a fun thing. I, I don't really ever have to think about my controller being charged when I was over here streaming, you know, uh, Demon Souls last week. I had to go and make sure and check and remember to plug up my controller, right? Or else to make sure to have my USB cord handy. Um, so I, I really hope at some point they figure out how to put out a controller um, that can last a little bit longer than what it's got right now. It's Dude, I tried to play my PS5 mm-hmm. with either, it was either Call of Duty or Immortals. And yeah, it it burned through the battery, it felt like. Yeah. I think and like some like, people this said, this is ridiculous. Some people say like, because Astrobot's using all the dual sense stuff, like it can kill it in four to five hours. Depending yeah. On it was, going. it was very quick. Yes. I yeah. can, I can attest to that. Having played that game and tried to sit back and recline and I'm like, can I, I got to hook up to the, you know, yeah. the, it, the it, charging cable. It's like, you got two choices. Yeah. Either get a really nice long charging cable where when you recline, it's not an issue or else get a second controller, I guess, and consistently rotate. Right. I yeah and, and I mean to wrap I you know I I think both controllers are solid mm-hmm. I don't think I, I think because of the negative you listed on PlayStation Five I think that kind of brings the Xbox even though it's a safe you know upgraded controller mm-hmm. um, I think they're closer than than maybe you're implying that you like the PlayStation better because that really does bother me the fact that yeah it's it's got that rechargeable battery but you're gonna eat through it. And I'm yeah. like, it's like when you have your, your smartphone on and you have all the apps running, it, that's, it, that's kind of like what the PlayStation controller is. It, it's like if, if there is the one thing Microsoft wants to do to get back on that, it's just put out a controller that has these similar functions and it doesn't have to be one that goes 30, 50 hours, but if they could just do these functions with an internal battery pack or even shoot, if, if it just takes having batteries in there, if it could last for 20 hours, right? I think people would be like, yeah, I, I like that controller more. So, uh, I mean, hopefully Sony, uh, hopefully they'll up their game on it too. We'll see. Yeah. We shall, we shall see it. I, I do know that, uh, I can confirm mm. that I, uh, I'm willing to put this on paper that if you were, were looking for an Xbox controller yeah, or a PlayStation five controller, you'd have a lot of luck in finding those. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like people are snagging those up as fast. I think as they did originally, the, and now it's kind of catching yeah, up. Because they're kind of like, why do I need seven controllers? Exactly. I don't need it. Um, what do you want to touch on next? Do you want to touch on um some positive compatibility, some positives? Yeah. I, if there is one thing I will give a lot of something credit to that I don't like so much with Microsoft, uh, Microsoft's 
HDR only really implements when you go into your apps. So like when you're home, the the image, the depth of the color and everything, it kind of looks, eh, it's there. Um, it looks, eh. <laughs> yeah. But like the thing that is nice with that I like about it is as soon as you turn on your PS5, it's in HDR, right? So everything yes. on my new TV just pops. It's not until I go into the game with the Xbox that I see the good stuff. Um, so, you know, that's one of the things I do. Like if I was just going to leave one of the two on my TV at all times, it would probably be the PS five just for the sake of how pretty it looks to, uh, just stare at and, and see, uh, right now. Um, other things that I think about, yeah, but I do want to say yours is special. Cause you have a, you have a really good TV where you're sure. going to notice stuff like that. I wonder if most people who have just a 4k TV run a sh- game in 60 frames per second, they they you should know, get that just because all of them should have HDR. That's not the problem. Right. I think it's more so, of um when you go into the next level features. And Sony right now is kind of it, it's pretty clear that's where they decide to play catch up here, right? Um, to get this console out on time. Uh, like Microsoft, it it's like yeah, we don't have a lot of the shiny interactive features, right? That's their problem. Uh, but with Sony, it was more of like we were talking about this, like the fact that you can't use 1440p as a, uh, you know, a resolution right now. The fact that yeah they don't have Dolby Atmos or variable refresh rate yet. Like those yeah. things are there. I think they have 120 frames per second. I think you can do that on certain games right now. Um, don't quote me, though. But, uh, you know, like there's a lot of secondary features that Microsoft does have out the out the box that are there they're really nice that if you have invested in these really nice TVs you can take advantage of uh Sony it's more of at this point I would say you're making an investment with the understanding probably over the next year these things will all come to those consoles and you will see the benefit uh of yeah. what they can do yeah I mean and and not to backtrack too much, but yeah, a lot of what we got now they were kind of developed for the previous generation mm-hmm. um and they were enhanced if you will to be released on the on the new next generation you know but I love an enhancement uh enhancements are are good uh yeah i i I gotta think that they're gonna be some some future patching, oh yeah, uh especially on Sony's side, like you said to me it's just a I don't know. Maybe because I'm a 2K monitor owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that I'm like, how is this not a thing? Like, how how is that something you, you choose to not make available, a.k.a. omit from a function of a console? Like, I don't uh, understand. Part of me wonders if it's just because one of them is a U.S. company and the other is a Japanese company. And Japanese, I don't think the PC gaming community is nearly what it is like here or say in like Southeast Asia, right? Like where they're all playing the MOBAs and all that. And here, of course we're playing everything on PCs. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Someone, someone can eventually figure it out how to change a resolution to that. I would hope. Well, you've played games on both systems. I mean, other than that, that Mm -hmm. the big thing you let off with, Mm -hmm. are you, are you seeing anything crazy in the games? Um, I mean, I know it's hard to say cause you haven't played the same game on both. Systems. Yeah. I, I would say, you know, Valhalla definitely had a number of graphical 
bugs, right? That I noticed, but I think that's more in the game because I also played Immortals on there, and that game ran like a champ. Um, I am impressed. I would say right now, and I'm guessing it's because in part optimization, but that SSD for Sony, I I do think it does run a little bit faster than uh, Microsoft's right now. So I do too. Um, I do too. I think the but the big thing that I've noticed, uh, <laughs> I don't you know, we have an Xbox. Look the. <laughs> The the truth of the matter is the, the biggest issue with the PS4 I had was the fact that it was a jet engine. And even though this thing is like someone enlarged my router to, you know, 400%, yeah. um, it is, you know, the thing is whisper quiet. But on the flip side, I guess I could also say that the Xbox is half its size and just like the series X is whisper quiet. You know, it's a little bit yeah. warmer. I have noticed that like if I touch it, I can, if I'm running a game on series X, if I touch a side, I can, I can feel that it's a little bit warmer than when I touch the PS five under load, but, uh, they're both very quiet. Um, I don't know what and, and I, Sony will do to get it smaller, but I don't, I don't know if they can. I was, yeah. I was, it takes up a lot of space. And I was going to say, you were talking about the heat. Mm-hmm. coming out of the systems you have a ps5 that does it's it's diskless it's all digital yes in your xbox is if you have the series x it obviously has a disc drive but you're not playing a game that's making the disc run that's also Correct. a digital game you're playing and you're still noticing the the heat difference hmm. man hmm. well i mean it's still it's the gpu doing the load right yeah it's the gpu you're right yeah man. and and the only time i notice noise is when i first uh i've i first put in a game mm-hmm. um the two that i have bought that are discs for playstation 5 were the call of duty and uh immortals those are both disc and and you hear them when they are loading in when you're installing them you hear the drive that's the most noise that the system makes and then once it's good to go it's good to go uh t- yeah do you think that's going to make you buy more digital games just so you don't have to hear that noise <laughs> No, I, I don't think so. I, th- I think what make okay. what'll make me buy more digital games is availability and price. If I get a discount on the digital game, uh, right now I'm, I'm still worried though because mm-hmm. I it's crazy. We finally get us decent sized hard drives, and uh, the games are bigger than ever. So yeah, I've definitely it, noticed the Sony one filling up quite fast. Um, and I'm like, uh, and, and their excuse is going to be, this is a, they're going to almost push you to the digital world to where purchase game, play game, delete game, buy a new game. Yeah. You know, if you want to play a previous game, redownload it, you know, make room. And I don't want to play the shuffle game, but I feel like I'm one of the, you know, there's not a lot of us anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think it's, it's honestly when for, for the more hardcore gamer, it's a convenience issue, right? It's the. I want to know that if I get to the fall and I get a bunch of gift cards, right. Um, for these stores, because like, say I'm not someone who's going to go out and buy the games every week. Right. I'm a teenager. I'm hardcore, but my parents are going to give me like $250 in just PlayStation store credit, uh, to go buy the new call of duty, to go buy the new Madden, to go buy say GTA six when that drops. Right. Um, or Elder Scrolls six, like say all that came out in one year, wouldn't that be a crazy year? That would kill your hard drive right there. Those four games alone combined would probably fill up your hard drive, especially if we subbed out Madden for two K. Um, 
I think um, what their reality is, though, is that they look at it and they say, well, the overwhelming majority of people are probably doing this. They probably want a console that can hold either Warzone, Apex, or Fortnite, right? Maybe Minecraft, and then Rocket League. Uh, And if they can fit all three of those things on there, you know, yeah, it might take up 70% of the drive, but that's all they need because that's what they play. That's all they're going to play. Yeah, Yeah. you know. (laughs) And when the new Call of Duty comes out, they'll just delete the old one. Exactly. The new one on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing they have, uh, they got to worry about is the Warzone patch that they're downloading, right? Exactly. And, and, and yeah, we're in a unique boat because we are probably, Mm -hmm. uh, between the three of us, we're going to try to play as many games as we can, Mm -hmm. but we're not the only ones. Yeah, we're unique, but there are other people who also like to play new games that come out. Obviously, Um, it it looks like, though, they're solving like you Microsoft to their credit has gone to that level where like if if it's on Games Pass. Right. And it's going to be on Games Pass, even if it's like something that's already been released, you can go ahead and pre preload that so that you'll be ready for day one. Like I've got medium downloaded and waiting for Thursday. Yeah, I've seen that they're they're doing really good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That that can't be understated how they're how they they are trying to. Uh, to kind of look out for you in that aspect, if you will, I, yeah. I like it a lot. I mean, I know, and I've only I've noticed that on my uh, I've noticed the changes, the next gen changes on my um, Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. You know that, that they've implemented on the user face and all that stuff, user interface, not user face. So yeah, uh, and and that's that's fun. I, I've enjoyed both companies changing that kind of thing up for us. Um, uh, so yeah. yeah, I guess I don't know. For me, it's never been a big deal to delete things just because i come from that pc lifestyle where i'm like okay and you know i was thinking about that i also have pc games and when i'm done with one i delete it exactly again i download it i've already been doing it why am i so weird about my it's like i don't the only one that's maybe hanging on my pc right now uh that isn't like a multiplayer game is uh cyberpunk because i tell myself one day i'm gonna go back to that you know but you deleted flight simulator uh, I do not have Flight Simulator on there right now because yeah, that's like a hundred gigs. You know, it's a hundred something yeah, gig download. And I'm like, look, if I if I want to play that, you know what I'll do Friday or Thursday night before I go to bed, I'll hit download, download and I'll just let it run all night and it'll be ready whenever I get up the next day. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what you want to hit up next? I don't know. I mean, um, I. I don't know what else there is to say. I I mean, I think right now it's just, it's interesting because as we said, there's not a game out there that I would definitively say sells next gen at this point, like in terms of a spectacle that is pulling you in in the way of like, say Halo did back when Xbox launched or say, um, in a a world where I know you played Miles Morales, had if that game had been longer, do you think that would have been the game for PlayStation? No, especially because after playing it on, um, playing it, you know, on PS4, right. And then going over to there. Yes. It's really nice to, to play it in 60 frames with ray tracing. Well, even though if it's reduced, right. To me, it's more of like a, at best, I'm like, it feels like a showcase, right? Like that's the interesting part is looking at this, the ray tracing and going, here's the potential on day one, right? Uh, of what ray tracing can be and there really isn't like the only ray tracing game on series x right now is is watchdogs which i don't think is that great 
um, because you don't have the option to turn off and go to like a 60 frames per second mode or anything like that. Uh, they're not, and I don't think it's a great uh, ray tracing game, if I'm just being honest. But uh, as far as what I see with Spider-Man, the game feels very much still like the PS4 game that I loved, right? There's not, yeah. it, it, it's kind of like when Infamous Second Son came out, where like you could see certain little things in it that you were like, oh yeah, you could not do that on a PS3 Infamous game. That's how I feel here. I'm like, yeah, you could not do 60 frames per second uh, in any form on Spider-Man, but I'm kind of more so expecting that whatever the next Spider-Man game is, that would be the one that really makes us bite and go, oh, okay, yeah, that's how they innovated this to a place that we couldn't go before. Um, maybe it'll be Ratchet and Clank. You know, I I think that game will be out this year, so. Yeah, who, and, I, and I think, you know, I think if Halo comes out, it'll be the game that'll make I people so. want to own an Xbox. We we I know so. that's why I'm I'm losing my mind. Uh it's funny in our Discord, mm-hmm. uh I think it was Nacho, he posted a picture of getting his uh getting his Xbox in the mail, like he had the box. And I commented like, Whoa, where'd you get one? And he's like, I just paid attention to alerts and yeah. I was on it and it came in and I just hate that we're still this far in this cycle. Uh, and I hate that I don't remember before without COVID, if we would still be this far in the oh. cycle where these systems, oh, yeah. you, you're saying, yeah, for sure. It, They're it, still this hard to get. It, it will always be the first six months of a console will always be the hardest. I mean, shoot. Remember when people were trying to get switch that took forever yeah. for people to yeah. get those. And I've been, I guess, I guess part of why my, my memory is skewed is because I've always mm-hmm. either pre-ordered one you know, in, in a, in a hard, you know, store mm-hmm. or, or sit in line. And I was guaranteed to get one. And, and that kind of was taken away from me. This, this generation, there's no doubt if I could have, I would have had an Xbox. It's, and if there was no COVID, I would have been pre-order guy. If anything, it's, it's slowly making the tech company. Well, I should say the online technology retailers have to rethink like new egg this week relaunched and has now like all their premium products that are in short demand. Uh, instead of it just being, can you beat the bot when you know it's going to go on sale? Uh, now it's enter the raffle at this time period. And then you find out if you won said raffle and you have the opportunity to buy whatever product you were going after. So like in PS fives are in there. So PS five, Xbox series X, they are included in those raffles right now. So just keep, keep a lookout on there and, uh, just about every day, about maybe 2 p.m. Eastern or so, starting around then go to, there's a site for it. It's like the New Egg Shuffle, I think is what it's called. And you can uh, you can <laughs> like enter that. for whatever, from anything from, if you want one of those new AMD boards to 3080s, which you better not because I'm trying to win one of those, uh, to, you know, the new Radian cards that you and John, of course, I'm sure are very interested in. They're all out there. Um, so take a look at that. And I think you'll start to see maybe more sites begin to adopt that kind of mantra as time goes on. Crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have noticed, you know, as far as availability, um, there are, there are sites out there that, that now offer some really good tracking mm-hmm. of if, if the company reports the status of stock. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I used to have one that I followed when I was looking for certain pops and exclusives. <laughs> 
And I found one. It's called Now in Stock. Oh. Uh, .net. I mean, shoot, there are Twitch channels that will just consistently yes. tell you refresh rates on the yeah. on stock. So, yeah, they're there. Uh, Twitter, there's certain Twitter people and 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 accounts you can follow that. But the thing is, it sucks because you have to be a, you have to have a little luck on your side. You have to have some yeah. tenacity. You have to have some luck. Um, but if you're really trying to get one, I think I think it's going to slowly start opening up. To yeah. where, uh, and I just noticed, I just told you guys about nowinstock.net. Uh, I was looking at the uh, Series X stock and it just did a refresh by itself. And I've read that the auto tracker is going to update every minute. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I like that we're at a point now where people are going to help you find one if it is your heart's desire to have one. I got to say, but I, like Chris said, I love my PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a big, a big some, 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 something. Yeah. Uh, and it does look like a router. It in person, it's bigger than you think it is, and it's more routery than you think it is. It's like <laughs> when I put my uh, PS5 sideways, sideways, and you know, like I put it on the bottom shelf because it's the bigger one, right? And then I have my Xbox yeah. on the next level. Um, the Xbox sitting horizontally takes up most of the space from the second level shelf to the third level and PS five, not as much, but the difference being is that I could probably fit an Xbox uh, series X and a half in the same length uh, <laughs> as, as the PS five. Yeah. It is a very, uh, very big. Yeah, boy. I got the one X kind of next to it. And yeah, I can visually see that it's, if you laid a one X on top of it, you'd have room for another part of a one X. Yeah. It's for sure. It's like, if there's an achievement here, you know, like to me, it, it was pretty clear. The, the number one thing Sony was concerned about above all else was make it quiet. No matter what the circumstance no is. What. Right. Like, cause it wasn't an issue. Fan. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't an issue for the PS4 on day one. And I don't think it was something they were expecting. It was just something that became a reality as the demands on these games grew. Right. Xbox seems like they had figured that out last generation for them. So good for them. So they were more about how can we make something that, you know, obviously Sony wanted to put a visual flair to theirs. There's definitely is more stylish. There's just no question about that, especially when it's standing vertically. But on the flip side, Xbox was how can we make something that has a nice look to it? Um, you know, isn't some ugly piece of machinery like the original one X or Xbox one was, and is also very practical. Like the engineering side of that, whoever those people are hats off to them because that's, that's a very hard thing to do to make something like that and make it work. Well, it's got no pun intended, but it does have an X factor to its look. (laughs) The Xbox. Yeah. Uh, There's something about seeing that box in person. (laughs) (laughs) I want to uh, but I was in my local Best Buy and they have a display unit, which is Ooh. they also had a display unit of the uh, PlayStation and they they're that's what they look like. And I got to see it with my own two eyes mm-hmm. and I, it didn't it didn't help the desire to not want one. It it truly enhanced me wanting to have me has to have, you know, and that's a good thing. That's a nod to to that, you know, yeah. to the people who designed it, because if if. Even the PlayStation being ugly, when you see it, you want one. There is something very, there's something cool about it. The, I don't yeah. know, it's the black and white design. 
I don't know if it's the fact that, yeah, it does look like a router, but it's not. It's a PlayStation 5. I don't know. No, it's it's definitely, I mean, both this one and PS4 had great visual design to them. Um, you know, and, and to be fair, you could argue that that's probably a product of the mistakes they made with uh, the PS3's original design and people going like, what the heck is this monstrosity uh, compared to what the uh, original 360 looked right, right? And that was right. really weird for them because PS2 did look awesome from the start uh, for its time. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm more interested just to see what maybe the slimmer versions of these consoles look. We might not get that as as sooner as some people might be hoping. Might be a while yeah. this time. <laughs> uh, you know, to, to kind of maybe button up this talk, sure. know that COVID's going to impact everything as far as hardware and software on these new generation consoles, these next generation consoles. Um, would you agree, Chris, what we've got to play has overall been a pretty, pretty good experience. We, we love the load times that the systems give us. I, I of course only have the PlayStation five mm-hmm. uh, and it's great. Uh, the SSD really shines, uh, but you like your Xbox. You, you're very happy with it. Very you have any major complaints, you know, no, uh, um, as far as the system itself, no, there's, there's just not much. It's just, you're waiting on stuff. And, but yeah. I would say the difference is going in the last year, you know, it was more of talking myself <clears throat> out of going on PC because of all the convenience of it. Right. Yeah. And now, even if I got the 3080 tomorrow, I could definitely see myself with a lot more things because of just how well these consoles are performing. Still saying, well, do I want the convenience of my couch in my 55 inch TV without having to move my computer? Right. Just to run it with the 3080 hooked up. Right. You know, and there's a plus that like where maybe, yeah, when, um, I'm trying to think of something that would be huge, huge, uh, say like when, Starfield comes out from Elder Scrolls if that just has some crazy visual settings to it or GTA 6 if if for whatever reason GTA 6 co-launched on consoles and PC at the same time that might be the thing that makes me go to the PC just because I know it's a visual spectacle right but for a lot of these other things you know um just trying to think of things that are likely, you know, like whenever Hellblade two comes out, yeah, I won't feel like I need to go play it on a PC unless I just feel right. like it. I'll gladly right. play that on my series X and be content. Well, we're both, we're both. And I imagine most, most gamers are, unless you're, you're a, a father or a mother and you have a family and maybe you don't have the setup space that like Chris and I do, but we have dedicated spaces for him, it's his living room and his little office area. And for me, I have a separate room mm-hmm. where, you know, I can relax and be comfortable uh, on either. Chris is a little different. He's got that big, nice couch. And and imagine, I don't, I maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like these consoles are closer to, to a PC build than any console we've had ever yes. at the time of th- those PC builds. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's big. That that doesn't feel like you're dropping off substantially on graphics or performance and all that stuff. And but there is, I'm telling you, I'm telling you folks, uh, there is something to building a PC that's still pretty, pretty nice. Yeah, let's build some I new gotta, PCs. I, 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 it's it's an exciting thing, and you'll 
you'll see how how cool it is. You'll feel you'll feel like a, a BA if you build a computer if you never have. <laughs> yes. Just saying. Um, if you're out there looking for one, good luck. We are both very, very happy with ours. We just want more stuff to play on them. Um, but yeah, if if you and I gotta say to our community, if you find that let's say you get a tweet or you get a notification somewhere that they're in stock, grab yourself one, but then Maybe let our community know, hey, I just got one of these here. Right. Good luck. Spread the love because, you know, that's what gaming's all about, all about, except for if you're playing Call of Duty. <laughs> or I've learned if you're playing Rocket League and you just tell your partner a great shot, people you're playing against will think that you're talking trash and they will immediately start telling you to forfeit the game and that you are or the dog ex- water. Or the expectation that when you make a great block and you're coming out of the goal that one of your teammates will go back and cover it. Yeah, it's like, wait, what? Oh. Okay. There's well, a lot of hate. Thanks. Thanks, Sean. Uh, Appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, next gens are here. We, we've we got our hands on them now for a couple of months. They're great. Uh, can't wait to hear and see more pictures of you guys that got them. And, and as, as this story kind of continues to unfold, you think that's good, Chris? I think we're good. Yeah, I, I do too. I don't think we've got anything else to add. Of no. course, no Richard. Well, I mean, I don't want to give a Richard on a console. Yeah, yeah it would be weird. It'd be weird. Oh, I can, we can, okay. I was almost, we got a friend of the show named Jeff. He may actually place a Richard on a console. That's kind of a thing he does. He hasn't That's sent right. you that pick yet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I'm going to cough. Oh Lord. Uh, All right. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly games chat presents the news. News. <laughs> I think we kind of went all right. Well, I got, you know, I got some sinusy lungs going on right now. You kind of held that up for the boys. But, uh, yeah, to kick off news. And hopefully get this, whatever's going on in my nose. Oh, my God. I tried to write this as well as I could. (laughs) It's the first one. Uh, Starting off this week with the news on GameStop. GameStop bubble. Here we go. A battle between short terms and Reddit has resulted in a short-term win for the troubled brick-and-mortar mortar <laughs> video game giant GameStop. GameStop stock ended last week at $65.01 a share. That is a record for the company and equaling to $4.5 billion with a B in worth. The cause? A massive short-squeeze bubble. Members of a Reddit board created a short-term squeeze on the stock. Short-term investors bet that the company's stock would fall. From The Verge, these investors borrow stock from other investors and sell it with plans to buy it back when the prices fall and then return it to the original owner. The issue, however, is that if a stock begins to climb, some short sellers will abandon their short and, and, and buy the shares at a higher price to return. This, in turn, makes stock go even higher. Burning any other shorts who remain in the stock, some of whom may, in turn, choose to cover their own shorts. The bubble continued to build this week, hitting $145 a share. A uh, math be hard, yo. So you can you can see that increase from $65.01 to $145. Yeah. Uh, $145 at one point on Monday this past week. That's crazy. Let me see where it's at today. Where did it finally close at? And Chris is going to hit on this on this beat for sure, but it's crazy. There's a bigger there's a bigger issue here that that can drive the price of stuff. It, it it went up again. It's at 147 right now. It went up 92 percent today. It started out at 71 dollars. 
And, wow. and yeah. Yeah. So, okay. To break this down, right? Have you ever seen the big short? Me personally? No. Okay. But it, to the listener, if you just answered yes, Chris yeah. is going to so explain why that matches. It, it's kind of a, what half of that is kind of what is what's going on here. Right. Um, whereas like the guys in the big short, their thing was that they shorted the housing market. They bet that all these, uh, mortgage bonds were going to default. Right. And they paid a bunch of premiums for years waiting for them to default. And when they did, they made billions of dollars back from it. Here you have more of a traditional sense of how it's done. Like someone goes last year and sees like in October that GameStop is currently at $15, right? Maybe just because people are like, hey, the new consoles are about to come out, right? That probably is a good sign for GameStop, at least in the short term. They're buying the stock at least right now because it was also really low for most of the part of last year. So they might have just got in because, hey, buyer's market, that kind of right. thing. And what they do is they come in and they say, okay, well, it's $15 today. By the end of March, we'll have earnings. And more than likely, we don't think it's going to be worth that much. And the price of the stock will fall, right? And what they do is they short the stock. So they basically give them money. They buy bonds and they at that price. And then whatever the price is, whenever that time period of the bond expires, they get to then buy the actual stock of what it is at the, during that day. So for someone who is a shorter, they bought it at 15. And then like, let's say, yeah, GameStop, you come out and you say, guess what? Most of the new consoles sold were actually sold through Amazon or Walmart, right? Amazon didn't, or GameStop didn't make as much because people aren't going to their stores to buy things. They're buying them online. Therefore, investors abandon the stock after those earnings are reported. Ends up only being valued at $7 a share at that point. Well, that difference between the $7 and $15 that they bought their bonds at, they get all of that back in the shares from their investment, right? The flip side to this, though, is if the stock starts going up, they have to cover that loss. So if they bought those shares at 15 and they go to 45, they have to pay the people they bought the bonds for that difference. So what they usually do to cover that is they go and they buy more stock themselves and then they just sell the stock, right? So if they buy it at 20 and go like, oh, wow, yeah, this doesn't look like it's going in the right direction. And then it goes up to 45 and they say, okay, well, the difference between that covers whatever our losses are going to be will we'll be fine. But if it keeps going up, they have to keep sticking with it to cover it and find a way to get out, basically. Um, that's been the problem that's presented here because now in the Reddit world, you have all these users coming together and they can go and see who these companies are that have a lot of shorts against them. And that's what happened here. They basically have a bunch of people when figured out that there were a number of shorters who had put a lot of, uh, you know, advances into GameStop expecting the stock to set to fail in their view, they're like, this stock isn't going to go under tomorrow. Let's just invest in it. It starts to create things. Other investors start to get in. And once it gets to a certain level, all of a sudden the shorters panic. They start buying and it just keeps going up and up. And then eventually it goes to this point where you have people 
it's why it's been so volatile really over, especially the last three or four business days is that like you're consistently getting people who maybe bought the stock just at 20 bucks and it hits like $75 and they go, that is plenty of money for me. I'm getting out now. Right. And then you also have the shorters who are consistently having to go back and go, Oh no, it's higher. We have to buy more stock. Otherwise we're going to still be short. Yeah. Even with these uh, profits from the stock we just bought. I just read some comments on a, uh, you know, a stock, website and somebody's like yeah everybody's making money now yeah you know at some point there'll be the the last guy who's gonna you know have a something wipe him out of whatever and then and the next comment is like well the shorts aren't making money yeah yeah they're the <laughs> they're the most screwed people it's it's quite funny it's actually funny the one of the guys who's actually invested big into gamestop in the last year uh is the same guy who is the guy from the big short michael burry he is he his capital firm invested in GameStop last year when it was like at four dollars a share because he figured it's probably gonna at least go up in the short term. Hey, that's a fun fact, tidbit notice yeah. thing right there. Right. Yeah. So it is a quite an interesting thing. And the I think it's been the wake up call that, you know, this is interesting just because it transcends gaming. Like th- this isn't happening just because people really love GameStop, right? It's more of that they're just realizing if they can get these shorters in a bind because there's a lot of them that it can really spike stock prices very, very quickly, regardless of the actual realities of what the business is doing. You know, I I don't if you remember, guys, uh, we posted that GameStop had another loss uh, to end their last quarter, like it's not looking good for them. No, they're scrambling to try to make, I think they may have been slowly rebounding cause they're, they're changing their business model. Yeah. But not to this extent where shares of stock should be at $170. I, I feel bad for them just because right now, because of this whole entire circumstance, they're really hand tied as to yeah. know where their business stands. They probably won't know until April this year where they actually are. Um, and, people have moved on from this bet. Right. But yeah, the big thing is shorters are going to have to really be aware to not get oversaturated in businesses because this is just going to happen everywhere. You know, buddies like our, our friend Mike D I'm sure will be the kind of people that bet against them. If, uh, if he gets wind of it. Well, he doesn't listen to our show, so he's not going to get wind of that through us. That's hilarious. That's a shot. Pot shot. Ha ha ha. Someone say they had um, a big screw up. Uh, yeah, Chris, and I think you got some news on a pretty big screw up, huh? Oh yeah, and redemption though. Uh, last yeah, Friday, that's true. Microsoft announced they would be increasing the price of an Xbox Live Gold subscription. Effectively, the price w- of the service would have increased to one hundred and twenty dollars per year. That's from sixty. Uh, the news was met with immediate backlash, so much that within fifteen hours of the original post. Microsoft completely reversed course, saying, we messed up today and you were right to let us know. We're turning this moment into an opportunity to bring Xbox Live more in line to how we see the player at the center of their experience. For free-to-play games, you will no longer need Xbox Live Gold membership to uh, to play those games on Xbox. We are working hard to deliver this change as soon as possible in the coming months. If you are an Xbox Live Gold member already, you stay at your current price for a renewal. New and existing members can continue to enjoy Xbox Live Gold for the same prices they pay today. Uh, in the U.S., that's $9.99 for one month, $24.99 for three months. 
$39.99 for six months and $59.99 for 12 retail months. Um, yeah, they made it right. They righted the ship almost immediately. <laughs> it's it's like almost watching, like, you, you hope CD Projekt Red is, like, watching. and yeah. Oh, that's how you fix a problem. That's, that's, that's how you own up. Yeah, I, I mean, this is where sometimes you... You, you do have to be reminded like, yeah, Microsoft is a very large corporation. So there's probably someone who did analytics that said like, well, if you increase the price of gold to this, it's going to be a lot easier to incentivize them just to switch over to games pass ultimate, which is probably what they and want. That, yeah. We and you talked about that. That's exactly what they're trying to do. They don't want to, I don't, and I get it. You don't want a world where there's an Xbox world. live gold subscription and an Xbox, uh, ultimate games pass yeah it could confuse it could confuse a person you know uh that that's gonna try to buy a service yeah um you know i had to explain to my mom no my my brother's gonna want ultimate because this that and the other and she's like but what happened to the just the regular gold passes i used to buy and i was like well they're still a thing but Mm -hmm. he doesn't get the and it's a it's a mess and imagine me times however many people in the world having to tell that to their spouse or to their kid or or whatever the kid also is probably in on, no, I need this. And it's a mess. So yeah. don't try to make it more of a mess by changing prices. Uh, I don't know. It's just like, just to think that that was going to fly the idea of like, well, the only games I play are rocket league and Fortnite, free to play games. And how much do you pay, play a year just to play the games? Not even buy the exactly. games, the, you know, the battle passes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but like just to play online. Oh, I pay $120 a year. And how much is it on uh, on PS5 to play those same games? $60 a year. And how much is it on PC? Free. Uh, <laughs> you how know, much is it on Nintendo? 50 Yeah, like, like whoa, whoa. yeah, you start to like look at it and you just go, yeah, this, this was never going to be a good thing. I, and I'm just glad in the end, you know, their screw up in the end ends up being a win for gamers because then they wanted to really have a good course correction. So it's like, yeah, guess what? Going forward, now if you play Fortnite or Rocket League, it doesn't matter if you're playing on the PC or an Xbox, you can just play. And doesn't matter that you have gold. So if you don't care about all those free games that they give away, or you don't care about Games Pass because you just have your two games and that's it, then you're you're good to go with these consoles. This is true. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, I, you know, it, it was good to see them fix that. It really was. Yeah. Uh, on to the next. On 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 to the next one. Uh, Resident Evil Eight, ladies and gentlemen, is coming. Uh, he's not here, or he'd probably chime in a lot more than Chris and I are going to about this. But uh, mm. uh, John must contain his excitement for uh, a few more months. Uh, Cap Capcom has announced uh, Res Eight is, uh, of course, it's called The Village. It's going to release on May seventh of this year, twenty twenty one. Um, included with that release date was an announcement, uh, a, a new trailer for the game that showcased the game's gothic overturns with, uh, Res 7 protagonist, Ethan Winters returning as well, uh, as Resident Evil recurring character, Chris Redfield. Mm-hmm. Additionally, a demo for the game is available for PS5 users, uh, which features a very tall vampire villain named Lady Demetris Q. Yeah, I'm not sure I say that name. <laughs> I just said it how it was. It is what it is. That's that's yeah. yeah Res- I copied that name, so <laughs> I know it's the way right. uh, <laughs> the way the gaming world is going. Chris and I might have to play Res Eight if we want a game to play. I we'll did see. play. I, I played the demo. Um, 
And uh, was it scary? Uh, it's definitely more about you know setting uh like it's definitely selling me the one if i do play this game it will be with headphones just because yeah it was a lot more exploring a creepy mansion and hearing and knowing that these uh that this tall giantess lady and her two daughters that are also vampires right um are are roaming and you can kind of hear it right but not actually seeing them that much um but you know maybe it will be the kind of thing that will make me go play re7 and and see what that was really all about um but it seems to have won the internet I, i've been seeing memes everywhere on this ever since i have uh, to they've between those and bernie they're yeah. everywhere it's yeah <laughs> i was like wow this this is a lot people apparently like really tall vampires <laughs> yeah, I, I think that yeah, they're just excited. I think they're excited they got the release date and the vampire lady looks scary. Yeah. Who knows? That that will have my heart rate running though if I play it. Yeah, yeah. She's got like claws on her hands. That was weird. Like she all of a sudden the very end goes very Freddy Cougar very fast. Yeah. Um sure. they were sharp enough to pierce your heart, Sean, just like Apple did. Because <laughs> Bloomberg reports that Apple will launch a standalone VR headset next year. Per Bloomberg, Lord. the headset is intended to be a quote pricey niche or niche precursor to a more <laughs> niche <laughs> niche uh, <laughs> niche uh, <laughs> to a more um, uh, ambitious augmented reality product. It may be possible that it ends up selling quote one headset per day per retail store. Sean has reportedly already taken out a second mortgage in preparation of buying this headset. Oh my God. If it's Apple, it's going to cost money. Yes. Uh, Think about like a lot of us forget how much the phones cost because like if you're with Verizon, you wait a couple of years, you don't really pay a lot. You pay a little bit extra on your bill for your phone. It's yeah. We don't go in and pay cash for phones anymore. If we did, we'd see how expensive these things are. Uh, it's going to cost a lot of money and I am excited about it. However, uh, I gotta, I gotta get the wife on board because it will in fact, most likely cause me to have a second mortgage and one is quite hefty. So maybe even a second marriage if, uh, if things don't go the right way between you two on that. Oh my. It's like, you got two choices, (laughs) me or this headset. Well, I do well, love, love the VR. Headset. You're all right. But I, I'm just kidding. Love you, babe, if you happen to listen to this. Right. Uh, Biomutant Assemble. Hey. Uh, Biomutant, which was first revealed in 2017, finally has a release date. The RPG from Experiment 101, that's a group of former Avalanche Studios employees and published by THQ Nordic, uh, will release on May 25th of 2021. It's going to come out on Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, players will take control of a mammalian. Mammalian? I haven't said that word in I don't my, know. Huh? Yeah. Mammalian? I don't know how you say uh, it. Mammalian. Yeah. Warrior. I've never said that word in my life. Uh, and attempt to save the Tree of Life, which you can find at Walt Disney World. Wait, no, not the same one? Okay. Different one. Different yeah. one. I know but John yeah. was hyped for this um yeah he was uh only only john knows why i mean it it definitely looks like a potential cool action rpg and if it's as crazy 
as the Just Cause games are, which is what Avalanche Studio is known for. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe it will be something that ends up to be a big surprise because, as I said earlier, the year, you know, right now might be, maybe we'll end up being like, yeah, Resident Evil 8 and Biomutant. Those were the two big games of 2021. Crazy. Right? That, that is crazy. Uh, I'm looking at these last, we have four more news articles and I want to line up to read. Well, I guess it doesn't. There's a, there's a, there's some that I feel like Chris could be good at reading. Uh, and then there's one that I'm really excited about, but I want Chris to end it on mm. that. So we're going to keep the lineup going and I'll, um I'll stop with that and I'll uh, spread some rumors now. Oh, Actually, I won't because it's Chris's turn. And Chris was looking at me like, buddy, what are you doing? We had an agreement. (laughs) We literally, we have to negotiate out. I I just confirmed it. And then I about, I just straight up almost took it away. That's crazy. Whenever we figure out the news every week, ladies and gentlemen, it's kind of like signing the Treaty of Versailles. You know, it's, there's a lot of give, (laughs) a lot of take. Everyone leaves off, uh, leaves kind of pissed off, but you know, it it works. It's fine. And then we just have another world war in 20 years. Uh, last week, we had no shortage of Lucasfilm Games announcements. But in the wake of any hints of a new Knights of the Old Republic game, new rumors have now surfaced and include an important revelation. Despite previous rumors that said Bioware and EA were working on a new Knights of the Old Republic uh, game, Star Wars insider Bespin Bulletin revealed that the project is being developed by another studio altogether and that fans will never guess who the studio is that's making this game. Amongst my digging, he said, I've heard there is a Knights of the Old Republic project in development somewhere. I've talked to a couple of people, and I've also found out that Jason Schreier said that it's not with EA and will never guess who the studio is that's making the game. Uh, That's from Bestman Bullet. On top of that, though, Nate Najad of Wushu Studio added that It's, quote, not as mysterious as you think. It's just not a household name that most people are aware of, which is cool, right? Well, it's not as cool as the name Bespin. I got to be honest. That's a Bespin Bullet. That's a pretty BA name. I thought that was like a message board or a form or something that you got information from. And as you read, I realized, no, that's a a person, Bespin Bullet. I'm guessing that's his Um, his handle, if you will. Maybe. What if it's not? That would be uh, but it fits cool. the Star Wars theme, so that's why I was like, this isn't somebody's real name. Yeah. Um, do you have any stabs in the air of who you think the developer might be, Chris? That you just you think? It would be really cool if somehow the folks at Lucas Film Games were so like whoever they've got running that, right? Because they seem to be picking the right people for projects now. They're the ones that, that are helming it up, right? And you go, well, you went to Ubisoft to make a massive open world game. You've hit up Bethesda to go make a indie game. What if someone somehow got the idea that, you know, Ken Levine hasn't done anything in about eight years. Maybe we should see if he should make a Knights of the Old Republic game. Because That's he not does, a bad guess. He does cool stuff. Yeah. The only thing that I, I feel like, do you think when they say household name, do you think they're they referring to video game insider folks like you and I, or 
Because to me, Ken Levine's a, a quote household name because we're in the know. But he doesn't have a household name studio right now because, you know, that's true. His old one, of of course, he shut down after Bioshock Infinite. And right, right. You know, it, that's what I, I'm thinking what they're saying here. They're like, it's not mysterious. Like when when this Nate Najah says that it's, it's not as mysterious as you think. I'm thinking that it just means it's a new studio, right? Like it could be Amy Henning for all we know. Um, yeah, you know, maybe it could have geez. a big name tied to a studio. We just don't know the studio's name. Exactly. Right. Like it could be, you know, ex people that have worked at this studio of praise for year and years and are now coming in and making their own game. Or maybe it's night dog or, or Kojima. Wouldn't that be great? The Kojima star Wars. Oh name. my God. We'll just be Kojima everywhere. What if, you know that what if everything was an episode and at the very end you got the full star Wars style credit which is 15 references to directed written starring envisioned by hideo he, kojima he brings in a planet named kojima <laughs> <laughs> oh He's out man of control the the guy get the uh, uh the kojima blade or whatever something like that oh my. yeah it'll be a kojima yes <laughs> it'll be a mess <laughs> um <laughs> uh ongoing story on cyberpunk but this is this is more good news so <laughs> Uh, we're going to tell you how they dominated some digital sales. Uh, despite the chaos surrounding the release of Cyberpunk 2077, uh, which did include Sony pulling the game from its digital storefront and offering full refunds, Superdata reports the game had the best digital launch of all time. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, right? The game sold 10.2 million digital copies in December, uh, with 80% coming from PC sales. Superdata notes that the estimates do include the digital copies that have been refunded, but that it's quote data shows that the refunds did not substantially affect the game's aggregate sales. Cyberpunk also released its 1.1 patch on PC. We all like a good patch Mm -hmm. on consoles and stadia. While the patch improves performance and fixes crashes, it appears the patch has created new problems. (laughs) They're going to patch the patch Uh, specifically a potential game breaking bug. Oh, no. CD Projekt Red has released a step-by-step workaround Mm. for the bug until it is patched. Yeah, I imagine they'll work on that quite quickly, if possible. Yeah. Uh, Hey. Have you you booted it up? I've downloaded it, but I have not booted it up because before I was about to, I read that there was a potential game-breaking bug, and I was like, you know what? I can wait. time for that. Wait, Wait this long? We can wait a little bit longer. But, you know... I think just this just again goes on to if you want to know what corporate leadership's incentives were, no matter what they've been saying for releasing this game when they did that, that's the reason, right? They build up hype and even with these refunds, which doesn't sound like there's been a ton of them, you know, they had a bunch of money that was banked from day one on this thing. So. Yeah. I kind of feel like most people still enjoyed this excuse me, the story mm-hmm. um, and that world, yeah, even though it might've been not as best as it could be. And there were problems. If you got to play the game, mm-hmm. you weren't going to try to get your money back. Uh, sure. Who knows? Plus there's probably a who number of people know? just feels they can wait and they really want to see whatever the DLC is going to be. That's right. That's right. Hey, that's right. Hey, uh, you remember when Hagrid shows up to Harry and Harry's like, who are you? And he's all like, you're a wizard, Harry. That's right. Well, I titled this. You're a series, Harry. 
That's uh, nice. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. Variety has learned that a Harry Potter series is in early development at HBO Max. While Warner Brothers and HBO Max said in a statement, there are currently no HBO Potter or HBO. <laughs> I called it HBO Potter. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Harry Potter series in development. Multiple sources confirmed to Variety the project is in its early stages, though no stars or writers are attached. Sources say conversations have taken place with multiple writers on the series. I'm sure they'll pick yeah. the folks behind Game of Thrones because it ended exactly the way everyone envisioned. <laughs> and they do such a great job of adapting things and not rushing to get to the end. So uh, I definitely I definitely have an interest in this. And Chris and I talked about it briefly today. And, and, and kind of reading all into what's going on, uh, they have a very big world they yeah. could fill in and make a series out of of course we know the books and the movies they're they're that era they're the harry potter era um they have the prequels which are kind of set before then mm-hmm. um and then they don't really have anything else chris brought up like what about if they did a series on the rise of actual voldemort like yeah you know we we, we know ish about it but what if we were we were shown it in a series that would be pretty awesome yeah uh, some people have mentioned, you know, there's a series that's even before or a time frame, even before the prequels. We're I mean, talking like in the 1800s. Well, I mean, if they really want to go crazy and just have freedom, right, um, to not really worry about where things end in the most famous story, they could just go all the way back to, you know, those four founders uh, of the schools. Of the and, house of. Yeah, yeah, or houses. That would be the, pretty awesome. I mean, you could do something. It's like Slytherin, yo. And it and you could make it more high fantasy because of course, you know, this is like what, a thousand years ago or something yeah. like that when when these folks are supposedly doing the things they do, show how maybe things ran back then, how maybe it was a little bit easier for wizards to be more upfront with who they were compared to where they are today. All this sure, there's a lot there's a lot that can go here, and of course anything that's tagged with the Harry Potter name and trademark and all that stuff, mm-hmm. it's going to generate hype. But I did see a bunch of stuff where they're like, you know, uh, you're probably not going to see JK Rowling's name attached to this a lot. You know, she's been surrounded by some controversy. Written by, they'll just put a uh, written by JKR and that's where they'll leave it. Yeah. yeah. Or, that? you know, influenced by the writings of JK Rowling or something. It'll be something like that. Maybe that'll be, it. that'd be funny if they go get Damon Lindelof now after Watchmen. And it's like this very hyper realized, just that'd be dope like it's nowhere near a kid show it's like man they just took that to level 10 dude the the books like i would say five six seven and eight the movie versions of those they got quickly to be not, they were talking about death and mm-hmm. uh just craziness was going on isolation depression anxiety angst worry yeah uh they hit some some tones of adulthood even though it was supposed to be quote unquote for kids yeah, and I also noted that uh, just kind of a quick tidbit: Daniel Radcliffe is on record. Of course, he's Harry Potter in the movies. Name drop. That's the easiest name drop in the world, and that's of course one that I'll do. He said it's going to be a matter of time. It may not be now, but everything gets remade and redone. So he's even thinking that at some point, the iconic movies will be oh, yeah. reshot and redone. And that's if I'm alive when that happens, that's going to be crazy. But I, I would know. imagine there will eventually be a day. Where much like you have that Peter Jackson doing Lord of the Rings, you'll have the person, you know, like the, to be honest, those movies were made first and foremost on Warner Brothers wants to make money off of popular kids, you know, book series. Right. And 
you could have these people who are filmmakers who were influenced by those books actually as kids and came of age with them that say, I don't want to just make these movies. I really want to put the essence of what made these books great into these movies. So that would be awesome if that's how it ends up going. Well, I got to say, we know how this uh, new segment's going and how it's going to end because the bus is parked and we have arrived at the final piece of news this week. Uh, and I'm going to read about Valve and their games. But first, Chris is going to he's going to hit a button. His sound effect is going to come on and he is going to utter some words and you're going to know that I'm not lying. We are here. Chris. Finally this week. <laughs> That's right. Finally this week, uh, we have we have news that Valve, one of Chris's favorite companies, has games. Mm-hmm. Gabe Newell, co- co-founder of Valve, has stated that multiple games are in development at the studio and are awaiting announcement. That's huge. huge. In an interview with huge with One News, Newell stated, quote, we definitely have games in development that we're going to be announcing. It's fun to ship games. <laughs> Newell, who <laughs> Newell, who has been staying in New Zealand since the onset of the pandemic, also hinted that the inter, the international that's may end up in New Huh? That's the major Dota tournament every year. I got you. The international. I didn't know that. So thanks, Chris. I yeah, should know bad. that. The international may end up in New Zealand this year based on the country's success at combating the pandemic. He also sh- that's because they got hobbits and and Gandalf running around with magic and rings. They can just cure the pandemic, right? He just uh, he goes, also you shall not love. pass. <laughs> you. Oh wait. Oh. He also showed. <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, he also showed some love for Nintendo's uh, legendary game designer, uh, remarking, "Playing Miyamoto's games, it's like." One, they're a lot of fun, but I can't think of any of his games I've ever played that didn't make me better as a game developer. Yeah, this was just weird because, you know, Gabe Newell doesn't do a lot of talking. So the fact that he just happens to be in New Zealand right now, which is where a lot of his team has been during this pandemic, just for safety reasons, right? Um, The fact that it's like, yeah, this one news, which is, I think, a national outlet in New Zealand gets this actual real comments from him um it is nice though to hear that they're working on games the thing is he's very much like a todd howard where they're not going to announce until it's ready you know like i think half-life alex got announced in november before it came out if i recall so i i hope i hear more from him i think we all are hopeful because they do make some of the best games out there well if that's true um when the announcements do come out, you're going to be very close to getting some new Valve games, Chris. Valve games, Chris, and that makes me happy for you, buddy. Yeah, we'll sure. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'll believe him when I uh, hear it. Well, <laughs> you just heard the final news piece of this week, uh, and this is when Chris basically says, "Hey, you want to wrap this up? Do Do you want to wrap this up, Sean? <laughs> this is when I typically say never, you know. And then John will mutter something. Let's wrap it up.
Sean didn't join in on that at all. I didn't. You, I didn't hear you one bit. Oh, uh, maybe you will. It'll be there in post. And no. this is when I was, I, I'm here now. Okay. E- electronic mail of the future. <laughs> if you want to be cool and 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 be a part of this this part of the show, which is where we read emails from you guys, we'll talk some Twitter, we'll maybe talk a little Discord. But um, if you want to send an email, you can do so at Weekly Games Chat, yeah. and that's at Gmail dot com. If you want to be cool, just like the first email Chris is going to read from, it says W S Walter. It's from Walter. Walter White, maybe I don't know. He is the danger. Uh, what's up, Richard? Hope this finds you well. Uh, I'm guzzling your endorsed black uh back catalog and loving every minute of it. Admittedly, I've constantly reminded myself these are old episodes and not to reply to all of your past controversies. John prefers northern barbecue. Really? You see, John barbecue is. Uh, <laughs> pivot. I love video That's games. So funny. Putting on headphones, turning on the lights, getting immersed in the story, and feeling those emotional beats is something books and movies just can't achieve. Games allow you to participate in a story, and you can leave an impact that stays with you. Isaac returning to the Ishimura in Dead Space 2, for example, you are a participant in the journey and experience these things viscerally. That being said, my game time has drastically reduced in the last few years. I changed careers, met the love of my life, got married, and bought a house. Yeah, congrats, buddy. Uh, it's been a whirlwind. So my gaming has been reduced to stealing a few moments here or there uh, in old familiar faves. Some Assassin's Creed, Resident Evil 4, the first two new Tomb Raiders, Burnout Paradise City. Man, that is a great game. Uh, it was game. easy. I knew the story beats and could pick them up and put them down pretty easily. But after I started listening to y'all, I craved the emotional response, that wow moment. Not not that wow, Sean. Sorry. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he means wow. Yeah, know? like, wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I began carving out some time to pick up older games that I missed along the way. I have not been disappointed. It's been incredible to jump into new worlds and experience those journeys. There's a fist fight on the back of the <laughs> mother effing dragon. Uh, I know, I know late to the party to that one, but holy ass, I believe he's talking about, uh, God of war, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure that's what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> I think, man, it's been a while. Uh, uh-huh. now all of this was to get to this point. This renewed interest in gaming has prompted my wife your wife his wife uh to ask me if i was planning on buying a ps5 quote no of course not i have a huge backlog of games to play on the four and a couple of them are hundred hour games no no we're good end quote then i saw resident evil village roll out i am so screwed gentlemen again thank you for what you do I'll never get to play all the games, but can live vicariously through y'all for a spell. Enjoy a lot of good laughs along the way. Game the F on Walter. P.S. Sean, after my last email, you suggested I should make it a regular thing and email often. But as the bard said, always leave them thirsty. You see, John, the bard is 
Do you do you see why I said email more? It's a that's that is that a, is a solid email. That, that is a solid solid email. email. It's got some jokes in there. It's got some facts. It's got some personal life. You know, if it had a Richard, it, I think it'd be a nine point five on the email. That's score. great. Yeah, at least a nine for sure. And that's that's you know we, we that's the kind of listeners we have. We have listeners who can generate nines and plat emails. Then there's plat, and then there's plat. You know, where are you at? An exception to every. I miss Platt's Platt. busy. Platt's yeah, busy he's school. He, Platt's he's doing interning and joining he, places, and he's got a girlfriend who he she won't stop playing Animal Crossing. I mean, you say that, but I still see him log in to Xbox Live every now and then. So shut you know, your face. I I see it. Platt. I see his name. Hope you're doing good, Platt. Uh, but yeah, you know, and and as I you read that email, Chris, it might not be a bad time, mm-hmm. uh, for this show to maybe. Let the folks know we if we make this decision, we're not going to cover a new game for a couple of weeks. We're going to play some old ones because there mm-hmm. is some stuff maybe we missed that could give us time to enjoy it. Because there is something. Where was it at? Um, basically, he he's not been disappointed, and it was incredible to jump into a new world that was an old world. It's been out a while, but it's new to him. And basically experience those journeys. And there there may be some things that, you know, go out like that. But Walter Mag, great email, dude. Uh, I'm glad that I'm glad that you have games to play. I'm thankful that you listen to us. Um, spread spread the love, you know, uh, or not spread the love. Wait, okay. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Tell your friends about us. Um, uh, shout out to the wife. Congrats to y'all. Mm-hmm. I, I too am a recent homeowner. Uh that's that's big and exciting. And and uh hopefully hopefully if you have to be able to spend the purchase of a ps5 you know just tell her the boys at weekly games chat are completely endorsing that purchase and that you have to do it now for sure so do it there that is oh believe it or not we do have a second email we're going to read today um i say believe it or not because it's from a host on the show john baron uh here we go the na- the title of the email is so long PS4. He says hi gents. What's up, John? I know you're gonna Sup. listen. <laughs> He's he just says, gonna no 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 no. He's gonna skip to this part right here. Just just this yes. Just this. I hope you're having a fantastic episode. It has been great. One for the ages, John. Thanks for asking. Uh, I've held up my promise to my stepson Aiden. Now that my platinum trophy has been achieved for Assassin's Creed Syndicate. The console will find its new home in his room at his dad's house. It's good to know that he now has a Fortnite and Rocket League Rocket League machine to entertain him elsewhere. Oh, the things we do for our children. I'm giving up $175 of in-store credit. I need to trade in my PS4. Jeez, $175. If it's $175, right? Right. Uh, finally, never done this before. You've never asked to know, but I'm, I'm sharing anyway. My recent adventure in Victoria and London really made me think about where I rank this title in the series. Here is my order of rank from very best to worst. I love them all. Assassin's Creed games. This is the list of the 12 main console games. You should go in reverse order. I definitely was going to bring that up. Here we go in reverse. Starting at 12, Assassin's Creed. That's the bottom one. That's not a uh, bad place for that game to be. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a good entry to the series, of course, but at once the other ones came out, you kind of realized. Yeah. Uh, the next step up, Assassin's Creed Revelations. That, First mistake uh, in this list. 
Uh, number 10, Assassin's Creed Rogue. I felt like that should probably be I had a step below. I did not uh, play Rogue, so I can't comment. I, on I, I played a tiny bit of it. Looks a little different. Assassin's Creed Unity at number nine. That should be number eleven. The new, the newest title, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, at number eight. That may surprise some of you guys. Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed Three would be number seven. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Two would be number six. There's his biggest mistake. <laughs> Assassin, right? Assassin's Creed or Origins number five. Second biggest mistake. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Number four. Solid game. Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag at number three. I think that's in the right spot. Number two, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm, I wouldn't I understand. I, I'm I he think understand. he's I think he's lying to himself that that's number two. And number one for John, if if you follow along Assassin's Creed, you know that it is Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, his number one. And if you know John, no we, we've said this before, that Assassin's Creed is his game. Like, that's his series. Mm. He didn't come out the gate playing them, but he was, he was referred to play them um, by Chris, and Chris was right. If uh, I recall, and- he didn't play the original when it came out. And because I don't think, yeah, he didn't have a PS3 yet. And then pretty much when he got his PS3, if I recall, he was playing Castlevania and... And he wanted to play Assassin's Creed, and that's what he got into. And if I, I think he was in a good place with that because one had been out, and I think two had come out the previous year, maybe right. And then Brotherhood, of course, came out that following fall. So like he got to play pretty much all of those in one long run, if I recall. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my my mind is wandering. I am getting older. But Brotherhood is uh, <laughs> definitely not a bad one to pick as your best. That's definitely I, upper I, I, the, my biggest issue with this is that he has Assassin's Creed two at number six. Yeah. But to him, to him, that may mean that the other games, obviously it does mean that are slightly better or more better than Assassin's Creed two. That, yeah. that game to me, if I made my list, uh, I think that it'd still be in the top three, even after I played all the games, which I haven't, but two's probably uh, could, the most important to the series because when you think of how the first one kind of felt like a letdown to a lot of people two was the one that quickly made you realize again if it's potential so oh that's one of those air burps that happens that you can't control i don't hope mike didn't pick that up if it did it did well he ends the um he ends the email with the appropriate thug life so thanks, John. Peace out, everybody. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. That right. kind of cool. That you emailed us. Hang a lie. Uh, once again, to uh, to let you guys know, if you want to email us, it's weeklygameschat at gmail dot com. Uh, I'm going to stick on emails and move over to Discord. We've we've said uh, all the ways you can get our Discord invite, um, and I'm even going to tell you in a minute how former host of the show Chris H recently got a an invite to our weekly game chat Discord. But wait, we like over Martin. In- he came in. We let him in. He he's, he he may not be here yet, but he's got the invite. Ah. Uh, we have a section in our Discord titled "Emails." And last, uh, a couple days ago, Yuri uh, said, "Hey guys, I'm I'm a bit behind, so I'm just listening to the show about best games of last year." So if you don't have a PS5, which is most of us, this and this fits with today's theme, so I figured this was great. Uh, you can still add PS5 games to your PS Plus library. If you add them through the browser, 
PS5 games still won't be available to you or your PS4, but you can be building your library for when the time comes and you finally have the elusive PS5. And he says, game on. I wish I had known that before, uh, before it stopped being free. <laughs> I would have. And, and to, <laughs> yeah, that would have been very nice. Uh, and, and to show what kind of email that was in the email section, it, it prompted a nice conversation between a couple of our discord users, mm-hmm. uh, discord. If you want an invite, it's super easy. You can even, you can email us, you can, uh, tag us, uh, on Twitter, you can do a lot of things to get a, an official in, invite for us. Speaking of Twitter, uh, our handle at Twitter is at Weekly Games Chat, and I believe our pinned message still is our Discord invite. Let me double check. It is. But um, I told you guys that over here on Twitter, we had a message that was uh, from friend. I don't have it. Uh, there it is. Uh, yeah. Chris, former host, Chris and Chris from way back. Message us privately and said, hello, Richards. May I get a Discord invite from you? Have a blessed day. Great show today. This would have been for last week's sh- uh, show. Ah. And he promptly got the invite. Uh, and he and he, th- he thanked me with a heart eyeball emoji. Um, we got another direct message from ZVigara13. Uh, he said, big fan of the show. I gave that a thumbs up. And I replied and said, thanks, my dude. It's good to have you. On board. So if you guys see anything from Zivagara13, uh, if he if he ends up showing up in our Discord, make sure you show him some love. Uh, as far as any not- notifications, of course, um, this past week we lost a broadcasting broadcasting legend, yeah, uh, in Larry King. We've uh, prior to that lost uh, you know Hank Aaron. So I definitely posted out there that you know we had a couple of legends in their own right um that we that we lost and i don't i don't really see any other we also lost the idea that aaron Rodgers could one day be considered the greatest of all time this weekend we didn't even bring up sports but yeah we have a super bowl coming up uh bucks fans and chiefs fans rejoice because those are your teams it was uh, let's go see if we had i'm sorry go ahead chris <laughs> it was funny because one person said uh that i'm friends with said i got my boy mahomes uh, by seven and i was just like be careful what you wish for because <laughs> uh, uh, i'm brady <laughs> i am so excited to read these next two names uh, we have some new followers ladies and gentlemen okay uh, and as we always do we follow back and we say the name uh <clears throat> thank you for the follow girth brooks dong <laughs> fall on your back <laughs> i need to and- Oh, I got to do a lawsuit on that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> thank you for the follow without my pants. Oh, okay. Um, it says, kick off your pants, relax. We're not gaming. We're making stuff. That's what's up. Babies. Good to make stuff. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, those are fun to make, too. Once again, if you want to be <laughs> a, a cool person and follow us on the socials, that's Twitter at Weekly Games Chat. If you want to just send a classic email, that's weeklygameschat at gmail.com weeklygameschat at gmail.com and if you want to be a fan that takes it to the next level to the greatest discord the internet has the offer you can join the weekly game chat discord community and there are many ways to join Ooh. us there um could chris I, you got anything else to add can i tease something up with that based on what we were yeah. talking about for next week yeah 
if by chance you were to say have some thoughts on cyberpunk that were spoilery maybe you can write those to weeklygameschat at gmail.com and maybe something will come of them or maybe something won't we'll see i no, i think we should just say that that's what's going to happen boom there it is spoilery stuff for cyberpunkage next week you can get in on the conversation. We probably need to reach out to Acid Sugar, a.k.a. Andrew, mm. and have him go ahead and put maybe a sub I could do uh, that. title. To do the, yeah, if you could do it, Spoiler Rich. So on the Discord, look for the spoiler section of Cyberpunk, and maybe some of your thoughts and prayers will get onto the show. Hmm. Hmm. I'll create tomorrow. Like so that, uh, um, but Chris, time. this is episode... Uh, Two, um, uh, 291? No, 292? I think it's 292 this week. That's a palindrome. Yeah, it, it's been great. Um, I, 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 you know, back in the day, we definitely did, you know, Chris and Sean shows. Yeah. Um, and we always, we always had fun and we always joked that if John was here, the shows would be seven times longer. This was actually John, pretty long. We went 209. She's, uh, it, it was, it actually was, but you know, we really got nothing else, and this is this is it, I think. I think we're good. We're at a good place. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I smell tacos on a classic Taco Tuesday, and Chris brought up a TikTok about uh, white people Taco Tuesdays. White people Taco Night. I, taco Night, yeah, and yes. I got to go watch it. I don't have TikTok, so I got to install that. Is that an app? It is. Jokes. I'll see if I can uh, find anyway, it. <laughs> anyway, anyway... Um, I'll just say, uh, Chris, game on, buddy. Game on, buddy. It was a fun one. <laughs> it sure was. Uh, and to you, thanks for listening. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Thug life. <laughs> <laughs>